of respect for my teacher. I give you three days to mourn. When I finish, I come back. You prepare to join him. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two respectful minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And I'm Mel. Ha- I'm oh, just introducing myself is. now. I'm Yay! Just, you know, I'm so, I've been here so often, I might as well just be like the third beetle, which is, means <laughs> the fifth beetle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who what was I mean. the third beetle? I don't know. Is that is that George Harris? I mean, who, who joined third? Oh. I, have, I have no idea. Have we ever ranked the Beatles? <laughs> this would be the place to do it. Okay, who's your favorite? Mine's well, I know Miyagi. Who favorite is. Because, I mean, we can take a picture of his little George Harrison shrine. Oh, wow. <laughs> he does have, he's got like a miniature George Harrison shrine. It's kind of funny. Wow. It's hilarious. He is the third Beatle, by the way. He is. He joined third. Yeah. It was John and Paul, and then... then George joined up, right? And then it was Ringo yeah. after, right? No, no, it was no. Pete Best. Pete Best. Oh, but he wasn't. He wasn't the best. <laughs> and then wasn't. they fired him. Yeah. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't cool enough, according to their manager. Yeah. Uh, right. Is the fifth Beatle basically like... George Martin. Is he? Well, he's... He right. them. Anyways, yeah, I think Friday he talk. also wrote Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> George Martin. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. did. He's telling My favorite is... My favorite is Paul, by the way. Uh, oh, I'm a Paul guy. Yeah. Number one. Uh, number of one. Of course, of course, you like the cheesy one. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey! I resemble that. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's your favorite? Are you George as well? You know, so I I used to be like I was like, oh, John Lennon, he's cool. But then I was like, no, he was kind of a dick. So yeah. <laughs> I did decide that I liked George Harrison the best. All right. It was always between John and George for me. All right. So uh, Matt's George. I'm Paul. And Mel is a huge Ringo fan and just closeted about it. So uh, apparently. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I love the rings. <laughs> the rings? Yeah. He's, Ringo why, wore lots of rings. That's why they called him Ringo. Get out. Yeah, that was true. Is they that called him they Ringo because he wore a I lot think... of rings. Well, I thought it was just a coincidence. <laughs> it was a coincidence. I don't know, but, <laughs> but he, he does wear... wear a lot of rings yeah, on his did. fingers. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, today we're talking about minutes 42 to 44 <laughs> of the Karate Kid Part 2. Uh, they begin with a Sato strip tease and end with a Sato murder tease. Uh, we uh, <laughs> pick up where we left off on Friday with Miyagi refusing to meet Sato for their big fight later. So Sato decides that it's going to happen right now um have you guys talked about how sato is kind of like a ninja turtles villain <laughs> no please continue <laughs> he talks very much like he would be like a ninja turtles henchman like from the ninja turtles movie you're talking about it's like his voice the voice he his puts voice, on his voice. you're talking about he's, he seems like tatsu specifically yes yes <laughs> it's the same ninja vanish yes <laughs> Well, we were noting on Friday that this is actually more of a soft-spoken Sato now. He was definitely uh, more Ninja Turtle-esque in in the hangar when we first meet him. But I'm wondering if it inspired 
that though in the Ninja Turtles. Like if they were like <laughs> they, they, saw, they saw Karate kids. Kid too, and they were like, "Ooh, Sato, he's like he's got a good voice." The guy's got a je ne sais quoi. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's redo, let's rehash that for. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, I think one of the first Ninja Turtles that was named was Daniel Tello. And then they were like, you know, that doesn't sound quite right. You know, there's a, a painter. Oh, <laughs> of co- yes, Robin Shore. <laughs> but come on. I mean, Splinter is very much Miyagi, right? That's got to be based on Miyagi. Yes. Yeah. Or just any kind you know of Kung Fu master. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Could be, could be. Hmm. Uh, my my first note is uh, not about Ninja Turtles. Uh, I was just thinking yeah. about how like Sato is so uh, single minded here. He's gonna get his honor back, whether Miyagi wants to give him the chance or not. And yeah. and he's not. He doesn't even need uh, Miyagi to be like actively defending himself. He's just like, I'll just straight up punch through you right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Don't move. Yeah. This makes it easier. <laughs> Feel free. Feel free to just stand there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Sato would have been satisfied if he just got to beat Miyagi into the dirt without know. resistance. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or would have would he have been? I, I guarantee. I can see Sato screaming, "Fight back, coward!" You know, yeah, he definitely would have been screaming, "Coward!" Uh, Any yeah, opportunity I was to scream, "Coward!" <laughs> <laughs> I think it wouldn't have been awesome if we actually did get to see these two fight. <laughs> like we don't actually ever get to see them fight. It's true. Spoilers. I want to see who wins. <laughs> I mean, that's true because, you know, you think, uh, you know, we see we see Miyagi take down this guy and that guy, uh, you know, take down Crazy, he's taking down the Cobra Kai. Uh, we see him later take down uh, Chosen and his boys pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Miyagi and Sato, they had the same teacher. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would have been more evenly matched. Who knows? Maybe, I mean, did Sato kind of hang out and train more with Miyagi Sr.? Maybe learned even more than Miyagi learned? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's been there for 45 years around Miyagi's dad. Right. Miyagi hasn't. And who knows what their relationship was like. He he liked him enough to invite him to his deathbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like Sato's biggest flaw, uh, as we've heard before, is putting passion before principle. Maybe that gives Miyagi more of the upper hand. Maybe, but also Sato's been like actively practicing karate probably every day at his dojos against That's opponents, true. not just you know doing kata alone. <laughs> He's been fighting trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that clinches it. Yeah, we we discover that he can't cut through the tree with a karate chop, and Miyagi can. So I guess Miyagi yeah. wins. Uh, at least against trees. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I had to kind of remind myself, like, why does Sato want this fight so bad? And like you said, 45 years. And I had to I had to remind myself of, uh, we, I mean, Miyagi gave the answer earlier in the movie. He said, because Daniel-san, for person with no forgiveness in heart, living even worse punishment than death. So, um. So, so yeah, Sato takes his jacket off, and I just wanted to note that he's clearly demonstrating that, you know, he might have learned karate from Miyagi Sr., but he, he probably learned it from Mr. Han as well. Um, you know, uh, do you remember who Mr. Han is? That sounds familiar. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't remember. <laughs> That's Jackie Chan's character in, in the 2010 Karate Kid. Oh, okay. All right, he's the jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> 
everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> did you guys decide whether you were covering that or not? Or did you? I can't remember. I vote no. Uh, yeah, I, I vote no as well. But then again, I'm also a completist, so we won't be doing it minute by minute. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> mm. I mean, it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, whatever. We'll save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> it might be one of those things we like begrudgingly watch at the end of all this as like a bonus episode or something. Yes. <laughs> uh, one more episode. Um, you watch it and describe it to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, so Sato gets into a fighting position and yeah, Miyagi keeps his hands down, but yeah, that, then he kind of, he, the only reason why he raises his hand at all is to keep Daniel back. And of course, uh, Daniel's trying to stop this from even happening. Um, and I was thinking like, God forbid Daniel intervene and somehow also infringe on Sato's honor. Yeah. <laughs> like, Miyagi's like, no, 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 stay back. We don't, this guy real quick to uh lose his honor over the slightest thing <laughs> you two are cowards squared <laughs> but yeah i mean this is really such a tease like i would have loved to have seen a brawl in the street miyagi and daniel taking on sato chosen and i mean even throw like uh toshio and taro uh chosen's uh, henchmen hmm. uh that would have been great <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were like watching we never... these movies with uh, our friend Matt A, and uh, he was complaining about the lack of action, the lack of karate. And then when and it I was... didn't know he's not even an action movie kind of guy. Yeah. And then when it was there, he was like, "That's not very impressive." <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? See, that's why he's not allowed. <laughs> these in the movies podcast. aren't about the action. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, like in this entire trilogy, though, like we always see like Miyagi saving Daniel. Like we never see Miyagi and Daniel's fighting side by side. It's always like Daniel's, Daniel's, Daniel needs rescuing. That's the only time Miyagi jumps in. Yeah. So. Missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is all stopped by Yukie, who runs between them. And uh, I like that she kind of pauses and gives Sato a quick look. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> um, but she I. claims in English for Daniel's benefit. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I mean, as we know, everybody in Okinawa speaks English. It's easier. Uh, uh, they have that big army base, you know. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking that she's she probably like ran over and re- and then realized what was about to go down, like as she was interrupting. <laughs> like, oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah. It, uh, another funny um, uh, imagining uh, went through my head when I was thinking about this scene was uh, what if uh, we have chosen like holding Daniel back? What if uh, as a as a twist, like Yukie runs between them and all of a sudden Kumiko jumps in and holds her back? Like we, said, <laughs> we find out she's been secretly rooting for Sato the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Yukie tells Miyagi that his father wants him, and then he, and then surprise, he also wants uh, Sato as well. And um, and yeah, I, I just uh, I was thinking that maybe like if if this wasn't Miyagi Senior calling, Sato probably would have just kind of pushed Yukie aside and and went after Miyagi anyway. But now he is distracted, and um, and he's he's gonna go. 
to his uh, master's call. <laughs> and they all run off. Uh, it's not like focused on, but if you look in the background, it's just kind of funny to see these people running, like Sato running. <laughs> yeah, he's running. It's like Sato followed by Yukie, followed by Miyagi, followed by Daniel, then followed by Kumiko. Yeah. <laughs> Kumiko has just been kind of hanging out in the background. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Miyagi is still clearly demonstrating the lessons he teaches. And I don't know if this is a unconscious or a conscious thing done by Pat Morita, but when Yukie tells Miyagi that his father needs him, like he does not take his eyes off of Sato until Sato leaves. Like mm -hmm. then he looks at Yukie and nods to her. Yeah. Well, he doesn't turn to watch him go either, but yeah, I guess he just trusts he won't punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a quick reversal. <laughs> Cheap shot, Sato. Um, oh, and and yeah, so he he walks off. He you know he jogs up and but first he kind of like gestures Daniels to join him, and Daniel gives the chosen his his classic disgusted look that he's been giving him the last time. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he has that look where he like looks like he smelled something. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're it'd be pretty pretty irritating to you if you're standing there and all of a sudden someone someone you don't even know just kind of grabs you and this is the same guy that crushed your fist like yesterday <laughs> yeah uh in the shooting script chosen is actually there with his uh with both his boys uh, as mentioned toshio and taro uh daniel tries to follow miyagi and they won't get out of his way and daniel has to actually walk around them into a muddy rice paddy sinking up to his ankles in mud and oh. then in the next scene, he shows up at Miyagi's house and he's shoeless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we you, the the camera kind of pans out. We see them jog away. And I just want to note again, like, I mean, we talked about the production of Tommy Village. But yeah, I mean, just shout out to this crew. This entire thing was built by a film crew. <laughs> it wasn't just yeah. like they set up in a village. Like this, this, Everything you see here has been built. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to know really, the history of what happened to it after they left. How long was it around, <laughs> looking like a village? I know, I know, and I, it, it kind of reminded me of the fact that didn't didn't you say before we got started on this that you thought this was real or or this was in Japan or was it something? No, like that? I was probably telling a story about uh, Jordan Schlansky, Conan O'Brien's assistant, who thought it was real, and then uh, right. Conan got uh, Ralph Macchio to break it to him. Oh, like, oh that's right. Yes. <laughs> over a uh, video call and Jordan just looked absolutely devastated. <laughs> right, yeah. To learn it was Hawaii and not Okinawa. <laughs> yeah, people, look that up. That's really funny. Um, oh, uh, we also see Sato's car again. And I, I forgot to mention the last time we saw it that when, when Daniel and Miyagi got their ride, this is a, a 1958 uh, Cadillac Fleetwood 75 and uh, as user Craft375 on the Internet Movie Car Database commented on the car, he says, sweet ride, movie villains always have the awesome stuff. So I agree with Craft375. <laughs> <laughs> we see a lot of cars in, uh, in the original, so uh, I got to call out the, like the one car maybe we see in this. Like there's also the taxi. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so we go back to the Miyagi home, and we see old Miyagi Sr. Uh, with Sato and Miyagi on each side of him, and he reaches up, 
and he takes Sato's hand and he joins it to Miyagi's. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but um, uh, Miyagi Sr. is missing a finger. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. On his uh, right hand, I believe, is I think his right ring finger. Hmm. I, I have no idea what the story is behind it. No idea. I wish I knew. <laughs> Charlie Tanimoto, uh, there isn't a lot of information on him. <laughs> this is his only role. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hmm. Hawaiian uh, native. Uh, so I'm assuming friend of Pat's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Miyagi and Sato kind of exchange a look over the dying Miyagi Sr. And uh, I like, you know, we saw the the ice shield that he had up with his sunglasses uh, come down when he takes those off. Uh, and now, like, he's looking completely disarmed and, and emotional. Mm-hmm. And he probably does not like that. <laughs> Doesn't want Miyagi to see him cry. Right. <laughs> And then we got Miyagi, who's like, he looks like he's about he, he to He gives cry. him three days, and it's probably not for Miyagi's benefit. It's for his own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a wreck for three days. <laughs> <laughs> myself together. Yes. But I'm yeah, like, Miyagi. Okay. so gen- you're, like, you're so generous. Three whole days. Before I murder you. Before you exact revenge. Like, what? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this man is a child. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it. Like... You're that vengeful after 45 years? Like, you need therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says, out of respect for my teacher, I give you three days to mourn. When I finish, I come back, and you prepare to join him. And it's just like, out of no respect for your... There's no honor in therapy, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true for some people. Out of respect for uh, your teacher, you maybe shouldn't be making death threats to his son over his lifeless body. <laughs> mm. Anyways... I highly recommend that he get therapy. I'm a big mm-hmm. proponent. <laughs> uh, well, um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking from Miyagi's point of view, it's like, oh, three, t- three days. I got there's plenty of time for me to get back out of town. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. That's true. <laughs> like, why, why would have, you stick around? Did he have goons like guarding the exit to Tomi village? I wonder. I don't know. I mean, he does own, like, everything, so I'm assuming, mm-hmm. like, if Miyagi called a taxi, Sato would you know, a... yeah. You know he's probably got eyes on Miyagi, like, at all times. Right. I, I just, I'm picturing that scene now. Miyagi's like, I'm getting out of here. He calls a taxi. Taxi pulls up. Window comes down. It's Sato. And he just goes, <laughs> coward! And then he drives off. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yeah, and and yeah, Karate Kid too. Still throwing it back to uh, you know history, Okinawan history and, and tradition. I mean, we you know everybody's named after different uh, martial artists, uh, but also uh, just the fact that we have the Obon Festival about to happen, and that is traditionally held for three days. So <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if that had to do with the, the like oh, when we get when we're done with the Obon Festival. Now that you, you, we'll be ready. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to give it up to Pat Morita. Like, like he kills it this week. It is <laughs> so sad. And, and right here is like his eyes are so like swollen with tears. And you can just see like the look on his face. Like, really? <laughs> here? Even here? Yeah. 
so Sato bows to his old teacher and leaves, and that's the end of our segment. Unless nope. you guys said something. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we'll wrap that up. We'll wrap it up for today, and we'll come back on Wednesday. And Matt, Mel, you should prepare to join me. Yeah. Um, in the afterlife. <laughs> No, it's just on Wednesday to record. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I thought sure. you wanted us. I thought you were. It's no. much less ominous. Yeah. You join. You can join me there too. We can just keep podcast. That. That's when what? we'll do Karate Kid 2010. We'll do it when, <laughs> when we're, we're in the afterlife. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> Is that what heaven consists of? Is like just podcasting. Like in that sounds like hell. That's Robin's heaven. Like it sounds like hell when you're <laughs> oh, forced so to do much, a task. So much time to do research and. <laughs> Oh, so great. So much learning. Um, You're like yeah. strapped to a chair, forced to podcast for all eternity. Well, that would be mad. Mad would be strapped to the chair. Like, what are we doing <laughs> next, Robin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let everybody know. Please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just look for Karate Kid Minute, and you'll find us. And if you've got a minute or two, give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I uh, really appreciate that. And until next time, teach a coward. <laughs> <laughs>